welcome back to the regular exclusive podcast with your favorite host, Jason Renee. And we're going to we're going to do something a little bit different to open up this pod. Um, we are watching Evil Dead Rise in a couple weeks, and we're doing a dedicated pod for that. But Renee, you've told me that you're a little worried to watch this movie. I haven't watched the Evil Dead remake from 2013 or this one because they look a bit too real for me. And like from I saw like parts of the the 2013 one and I was like, this is a long time ago. So I feel like I can handle it now, maybe. But yeah. I'm worried because like they're really fucked up shit. And like I love the original Evil Dead movies, mm-hmm. but like I think just modern text scares me with how like real little look and nasty shit. I just am worried about the hostile aspect of it. You know, I got you. So what we're going to do right now is I am going to essentially um, tell Renee what's some of the gory stuff that happens in this movie so that she can emotionally prepare to watch it. And if that is something that, um, that you're interested in, then uh, listen along. We won't be too long. And if you don't want to hear that, then time codes, you can skip to the actual uh, breakdown of fresh and bones and all. But let's just jump into this. So um, Evil Dead Evil Dead franchise is known for its gore. Now it's back in like the 80s. So it's all practical. There's no CGI. So it's all very gooey gore. It's kind of funny. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's gross, but it's not like, oh, my God. Yeah, it grossed me out like when I watched it for the first time in high school. And then after that, I was like, oh, I can handle this totally fine. Plus, I find two and three just make it a little bit more palatable because they're so much fun. So this one keeps with the gore, but it's definitely an upgrade from the technology. And and you can tell. So it's it like you said, hostile gore. It's kind of up there. But oh boy. here's here's some of the crazy stuff that happens. I'm not going to really give you any context. I'm not even going to tell you what order all this stuff happens. I don't in. need that. Yeah, I just <laughs> need to prepare myself emotionally for the fucked up shit I'm going to see. <laughs> so you have you have some of the basic Evil Dead stuff that happens, like you know people's earrings get ripped out, people are vomiting stuff. You got vomit. You got vomiting bugs. You got vomiting blood. So all that happens. Cool. That's actually uh, weirdly. I'm not that bad with. I, I can handle vomit. I told you. I told you this is the light stuff. So then okay, you yeah, start starting off easy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. This will be no problem. Okay. Sorry. I forgot. So then you get into some of the more intense stuff. Like uh, somebody bites an eyeball out and then spits it out and someone else chokes on it. Hmm. Yeah, I like pretty. the logistics of that. And also, like, I do not like when people do eye stuff, but I feel like at this point in my life, I've seen it enough now that I'm kind <laughs> of like, OK, you know, yeah. then you also get a, a situation where someone's uh, gets a pole stabbed through the back of their head out the mouth, like mm. final, final destination style. But it looks real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you have someone who gets stabbed with a tattoo gun. Ooh, what? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where? Can you tell me where? Is it gooey uh, part? They get stabbed in the head. I'm not going to tell, tell you where in the head. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then you start getting into some of the hardcore stuff. So mm-hmm. the uh, the scene that we talked about when we saw the trailer is the cheese grater scene. Yeah, that's my number one flag for this movie was like, I I was like, oh, this looks great. But like, can I deal with the cheese grater? Like, how long is that? What happens? Is it fucked up like I imagine? 
I'll tell you this. It's short. Okay. It, it's short and quick. It's kind of gross. It's not. Is it visceral? Bad. No, the worst part about it is the sound. I was just about to say the sound is what's going to get me. Like it, yeah. but ugh. it's 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 short, it's fast. Okay. So like, as long it's as you're happen. not doing that scene for like five minutes or a minute, even, <laughs> I was yeah. like worried that this was going to be like, let me do this up and down on your leg. That'll be fun. It's no, one, one thank swipe you. of the cheese grater. Cool. Okay, that's perfect. Uh, you also have um, someone being scalped. But the way that they get scalped is like the cheese grater, quick and fast. They they scalp someone by pulling a ponytail. So like they pull someone's ponytail so hard, it just pulls. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh my god, Jace, my hair's in a fucking bun right now. Don't tell me that. Are you kidding me? Okay, yeah. that is what I'm really worried about. That happens at the beginning of the movie. That's all I've heard so yeah. far is that there's a scalping <laughs> at the beginning. That's another big thing for me. I really don't like scalping. It's just not my fucking thing. Or skinning alive. Is there any of that yeah. too? I mean, the cheese grater part. but I guess, yeah. That's <laughs> grating though. That's a little different. Uh, there's a part where someone is chewing on glass and swallowing it. That's pretty Ooh. gross. Mm. Um, a room gets completely filled with blood like to the brim. Ooh, shining uh, level. Uh, and then uh, you also have, in true um, Evil Dead fashion, you have a great chainsaw scene, which is very, very violent. Fuck yeah. And then there's also a pretty uh, gnarly uh, wood chipper scene. Ooh, good. I actually enjoy a good wood chipper death. I think those <laughs> are always fun. I mean, you know what's going to happen, but it's like, I feel like it, it's got good tension, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I yep. feel like you're forgetting something here, though. I've heard that there's like a creature in this movie. Yeah, I don't know anything, but like I've heard it's something like a spider, and I need answers. Um, if anyone says it's like a spider, it's mainly just in how it kind of moves. It Gross. does not. No, Gross. it does not look anything like a spider. Yeah, but one of the biggest things of like why I fucking hate spiders is the <laughs> way that those things move. It is unnatural and very upsetting with all those legs. Okay, so and it, but it's not actually a spider though. You're telling it's me it's just a like spider. a creature. Okay. Not a spider. I was like, dude, I thought like, you know, there's other parts that are hard, <laughs> but I was like, a fucking spider <laughs> in Evil Dead? Are you kidding me? No way. No, don't like, worry, I, I would tell you if there's a okay. spider. I... Okay. I'm just saying, because like those things are like my ultimate bugaboo. Like if it's, I mean, I, I just have to work my way up to it. It's going to take me a minute. I need to be in the right emotional state, you know? So the fact that there's no spider, I feel a lot better now. I think you'll be totally okay with it. It's a lot closer to like the thing than okay. a spider. Perfect. Cool. That's great. Because I love a good monster or whatever, like yeah. weird, nasty creature. Yeah. But like... Yeah, I think I'm just worried about that grating, the, the fucking cheese grater on the leg and the skinning, the scalping. That reminds me of like Saw 4. Don't they do that with like a ponytail and they like pull her scalp off slowly on one of the yeah, traps? And I was like, I, I so. always skip past that fucking part because I hate it. So it's shorter than that, right? You're telling me the yeah. scalping. Okay. The, the scalping and the cheese grater are less than a second. Beautiful. Okay. Well, fuck. <laughs> I feel like I've just gotten myself worked up for nothing, but maybe it's because I'm also like super worried about the 2013 Evil Dead because that one's going to be even more gnarly. Yeah. No, it, it's, 
it's nothing like hostile where it's like slow torture. Yeah, it's, that's really my big bugaboo. I don't want this like if it's going to be like nasty, quick, quick and easy. I'm perfectly fine. But if you're going to take 15 minutes fucking grating a leg, like I'm not here for it. That's yeah. like torture porn. So <laughs> nice. Phew. Nothing okay. to worry about there. I think you're ready. I think you can. I think you're yeah. ready now. <laughs> fucking A, I'm ready. Let's talk about some fucking cannibals. <laughs> you all digmatized and I haven't even seen this dude. What's going on? I'm going to tell you, but you're going to freak out. No, this isn't happening. Yeah, it's happening. No games. Know what you wanted? Talk about Fresh, the Hulu original. Uh, I mean, I, I, I haven't watched all the streaming contents, original movies, but I feel like Hulu has the best original movies. They really do. I feel like there's, they have the most movies. I would say that like general audiences are like, I would have seen that in theaters. Like it's that good. I feel like Mm -hmm. that tends to be the Hulu movies that they're like, Oh, I wish that was in theaters. That would have been cool. Like they're Mm -hmm. that good. It's so weird. Like, does someone from like Netflix need to go spy at Hulu because <laughs> their original movie content is just all over the board? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe it's just horror movies because like I think this Prey isn't really a horror movie, but horror maybe. adjacent Predator yeah. is. So, yeah. yeah. And then Hellraiser, like those are all three solid, good, fun, enjoyable movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like whenever a movie comes out on like Netflix, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> it's more of like I won't watch it until I've heard other people go, hey, this is actually really good. Like you should watch that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, OK, like that's when I'll check it out. But yeah, I'm never like, "Ooh, there's a new Netflix movie that just dropped. Like <laughs> there's a million of them that drop all the time. <laughs> so it's like the they can't all be good for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like shows and documentaries, those are a little bit different. But Palm movies, Springs is one, too, right? Oh, yeah. Palm Springs. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've talked about a lot of Hulu original movies on our pod. We have, <laughs> actually. I'm just realizing that. And also, I don't think we've talked about this one, but No Exit is like a totally rando horror movie on that. And it's very much like a Hateful Eight kind of thing where a bunch of people are snowed in and it's a bunch of strangers. Mm. And there's like a murderer among them or something like someone's got a body in the trunk or some shit. And it's like kind of a cat and mouse thriller. It's really good. I've just always been surprised by every movie I've seen on there. I'm always like, these are really good. I should probably watch more. Is that one that I told you uh, that's like the social media horror is freak show or something? The one with the with the other. um... Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but no, no exit. I don't think there's anybody famous in it that I knew of. There was like nobody, but I really liked the main actress and it was just an interesting movie. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, but let's talk about Fresh. Let's Uh, talk about Fresh. I think it's the freshest of all of the Hulu movies, personally, just because it's also original. The other ones that we mentioned originally, like Prey and Hellraiser, mm -hmm. obviously like franchises, so... This is like totally original and female writing directing team, which I love to see. It's fresh to death. And also speaking of the the writer and director, this is like their debut. Yeah, this that's like what's the, insane. Like the, it's the second feature length movie for the writer. Mimi Cave's first movie 
she's doing another doing another movie and i'm definitely gonna see it because of 100 percent. this movie is so good for like an opening movie you know what I think it is? It's just I think women are just better at fucking coming out with a bang. Maybe just <laughs> women, female writer, directors. Like, we're really talented. Not that I'm one, but I'm just saying as a female, I say maybe we should give them more shots because they clearly have the goods. Mm hmm. They, they they know what they're doing, especially when it comes to being abducted. They know their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then flipping the tables. That's what, yeah. one of the things that I love about this movie. It's got a lot of different ways you could really classify it. It's like mm -hmm. a breakup, break, breakup movie or like a fucking, um, it's not like a romantic a, comedy. In, in, imprisonment movie. Someone's abducted and then yeah. held against their will. Or like a, yeah, female revenge kind of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also get the cannibal aspect of it, which ties into our theme yeah sebastian stan is kind of playing a a different variation of um of like hannibal lecter like he's a chef he's really wealthy very charismatic mm -hmm. not a psychologist though so like which is good it would be bad if he just tried to be hannibal lecter yeah he definitely does not have the smarts of hannibal lecter and like the psychological aspect he tries more of like like his approach is like more of like the typical male approach like the mm -hmm. bro like that's his kind of like smarts level, but he's also like, he's got the chef thing and he's always cooking yeah. and like doing the meats. And I love his little dance in the kitchen. Like he just <laughs> has this really weird like vibe. I mean, for the first, like what, 30 minutes before the title card, which just, I love to see that so good. Yeah. But I think I he's like, he's super like charming and romantic. Like I had a huge crush on him for the first 30 minutes of the movie. Oh, yeah. So I want to come back to Sebastian Stan because okay. he's, he's so good. Everyone in this movie is so I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm like, I can't stop no. talking about him. I love you're, him. You're good. You mentioned where I wanted to start, though, is you and I have talked about several times. We love a late opening card. So and good. We don't get the title until 30 minutes into this movie. 33. And, and like this whole opening is so good because like it's it's a it's a it's it's set up like a romance like if you did not know that anything about this movie if you didn't even know what the genre was if you just were like oh sebastian stan and uh daisy edgar jones i love them i'm gonna go see this you would fully believe this movie is a romance yeah the first 30 <laughs> minutes is 100 percent a rom-com which like is really charming Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, especially just because she starts with like a really bad date at the beginning, but like L fucking a Sebastian. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> that guy is such a dick. But I'm just I'm like, we it's just PTSD because we've all been with somebody like that on a first date. Um, But Sebastian Stan just comes out of nowhere and is just so charming. And I think that their chemistry is really, really good. And I mm. love how much of their relationship develops in little 30 minutes that we get you know yeah it's kind of crazy like i feel like they've gone through a few different stages by that point yeah yeah like the the writing is so good how just how quickly they establish that chemistry mm -hmm. and how quickly they move but like it's it's kind of believable like if you're someone who's been totally. on several bad dates and then you meet this charming kind of funny guy in real in, life <laughs> yeah in the grocery store because no one meets in real life. Everyone wants to meet in real life, but it's yeah. so hard. Should have and been a fucking red flag, though. Like, I was, I mean, he's so charming. It doesn't matter because I would fall for it, too. But I'm like, 
God damn it. Like I would be a little sketched out because people don't meet people in real life, but it, it's kind of something that women especially just like we want that. Right. Yeah. It just feels better than being like, oh, we met on Tinder. <laughs> oh, guys, guys want to meet organically, too, because then they're not competing with other guys. It's just like, oh, we bumped into each other and talked. And it's, it's just hard for guys to come off as not a creep when you come up oh, to yeah. someone you don't know. Yeah. But he We're does it really good. well. <laughs> yeah, he does it really. He does it really good. I also thought it was funny that they had this organic meeting in the organic section. A hundred percent. But yeah, like that whole opening bit is so good. And then, yeah, they they go on their trip and then she gets drugged and, and you know, then the movie actually starts. <laughs> like, and you get the wonderful little title card and it's like. No, like he was so perfect and I was so happy for her. Like I wanted them to be together, but it's such a good movie with the twist and like the, it becomes an even better movie. But like my heart was a little broken the first time watching because I'm like, no, he was so perfect. Like I knew it was going to be bad, but like, God damn it. And just like his non-reaction to her, like once he drugs her and she passes out, he's like, all right, going to go get, get another drink. <laughs> Makes himself another one. You're like, oh boy, she's in for it now. <laughs> uh, all right so let's let's talk about sebastian stan thank god i so you know me i love watching things watching movies where it where it's just very obvious that the actors are having a blast playing that role and sebastian stan looks like he's having the best time of his life he's like oh. i've been i've been dark and dreary no talking winter soldier for eight years <laughs> like, enough let me be just this charismatic rich asshole <laughs> mm -hmm. let me just fucking cook right i mean he's literally like pardon the pun but he's eating this roll up and it's so good like he just <laughs> I heard that he like for part of his audition, he sent in like a video of him dancing in the kitchen with a knife. And I was like, that's genius. That's perfect. I, I always thought he was just Bucky. And I was like, I don't even know who he was. I didn't care. Whatever. Fucking. I just didn't give a fuck about him in Marvel. And then mm. like with this movie, I was like, wow, this guy's actually an actor. Like I just I feel like he's done really interesting roles recently. And even Bucky in the MCU, at least on like the TV show, had mm -hmm. some more personality come out a little bit. Yeah, I don't really I'm not like super attached to him all of a sudden, but like I like him more. And I think Sebastian Stan is actually like super talented. Yeah, he's he's great. I mean, he obviously uh, should be the new Luke Skywalker because he looks exactly like Mark Hamill. Um, I know. Why haven't they used him for any of the de-aging scenes? I've never understood that. He's right there. I mean, it's like he literally looks like his fucking son, like or his identical clone. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> but yeah, like he 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 looks like he's just having so much fun, like in like every scene, like you mentioned when he's cooking and when he's dancing. You yeah. Know, like, like and it's he does everything like he the way he moves, the faces he makes. It's just hilarious. And hilarious, like hilarious, but also creepy. He has a yeah. really good unsettling vibe, which like I guess I knew he could be funny, but like he was really funny in this movie, but he also like would really have that switch where it was like, he's not necessarily like, Oh shit. Now he's like freaky. Like he scared yeah. me a lot. It's, it's really impressive. Cause yeah, this movie, not just him, but the movie in general, like really switches tones a lot. Mm -hmm. And like you have Sebastian saying like when she wakes up and he's like 
telling her what's going to happen. I also love that he just doesn't have this like long, long monologue at the end of the movie. He tells you what he's doing from the very beginning. He's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut you up and sell your meat. Yeah. And I'm going to do it until you're dead. I'm going to keep you alive the whole time. Like, I love how he does it. He's very like matter of fact, but he also like kind of tries to be nice to her. And it's like more fucked up. I feel like (laughs) that he's like trying to act like totally normal. And he's like, come on, give me a smile. (laughs) Or are you still mad at me? And it's like, what? But then, like, he has has that one part where, like, she's freaking out. And then, like, he yells. He's like, Noah! And, like, like, she stops and is like, okay, he he can can really go there. Oh, 100%. But then you have, like, when he's when he's removing her butt, when he's cutting her ass off, and she's like, I can't move. And he's like, I know. I gave <laughs> like you an epidural. <laughs> he's funny in that, but he's also like very unsettling. I think that's actually I was going to mention. I think that was a great move because I did not expect that. And I feel like them show like making that happen really early in the movie that he already cuts a piece off of her. I feel like I was pretty ready for her not to get anything taken and yeah. like escape. So like when that happened, I was like, oh, shit, everything's on the table now. He could take more body parts. Like she might just be a nub at the end, but still fight back. I don't know. Like this is just it opened up a lot of possibilities. I feel like it made it a lot more tense. And then like also the fact that she's like talking to another girl through the wall. It's just like that was a great element to the story that I was not expecting as well. And having like kind of more of a little bit different and more of a deeper emotional part connecting in those parts was pretty, pretty great. Yeah, so let's talk about about uh, Daisy Daisy Edgar Jones. Have you seen her in anything before? This was the first thing I saw her in, but I know a lot of people really like her. Yeah, I, same here. This is the first thing. Um, Sarah had watched that show, Normal People, and really liked her in that. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. I love her. I I loved Sebastian Stan in this movie. I was blown away by her. Like, yeah. She is so good in everything. Like, yeah, being being the 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 girl that just can't get a good date and kind of ready to give up on love to. Oh, I actually believe maybe I found this guy. Then finding out that person's going to cut you up into pieces and like being devastated. Like when she's screaming when she wakes up, like mm-hmm. she is selling it. I mean, and- she just really is. Yeah. Devastating. I would say overall, like everything that she goes through is so. I just feel like you really are like, she's really smart too. like the things that she does. And like, I just feel like it's very like, yes, that's great. I love, I'm rooting for her because also she's making smart choices. Even if you're like, Oh, come on, don't sleep with the guy. But you're like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not going to be the, I'm, I might be the first to admit, but like, I would do that shit too. I'd probably sleep yeah. with them on the first date, maybe after the <laughs> grocery store. Shit, dude. Like I was just, I felt very much like she was very, she made great decisions. She was very like, I just felt like I was with her on every emotion that she was giving. It felt too. It was incredible. She really nailed everything that they made her do in this movie, which was all everything. <laughs> yeah. And she was so believable in her kind of arc of like, just not believing that this is happening to then realizing that she is special compared to the other ones. Like and she then has, her, might have an upper hand. <laughs> yeah. And then her like selling it to him and making him believe like she was amazing in this. Yeah. You almost kind of believe that maybe she's like, like you kind of are with him where you're like, yeah, she totally is like, like it just feels very real. It's incredible though. Like how she does was able to pull that switch. And I love how they show her like practicing smiling and things mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's so good. But yeah, she was just really 
really incredible. I think she's definitely like the standout. Like as much as like Sebastian Stan is just having a fucking blast and doing a lot of cool stuff. She's like definitely the main part of why this movie is just great. Cause like she's like the final girl that we all want. Mm-hmm. And that like, I would love to see her in plenty more movies. So yeah, she was, she was good. And like, she really, she did a lot of stuff in this from being like totally terrified to, to fighting back to then manipulating him and like making him believe and like that whole kind of final date that they're on where she's like being corny and Mm -hmm. and stuff like you see that chemistry from the beginning of the movie back at the end of the movie but now she's manipulating him yeah it's so great because i'm like man god to be able to do that in that situation like that's incredible that's another reason she's just so strong is like I don't think I could fake that at that point. I'd be like, dude, you took my ass. I don't think I'm gonna be able to pretend this, you know? And also like having to eat people as part of the bit just feels like a lot. (laughs) She's just so incredible. The fact that she does that. I think one of my favorite parts with her though, is like her and I think Penny is the girl who she's like talking to through the wall. And they're talking about like, she's like, God, I'm so stupid. Like this is my fault for being such an idiot. And she's like, it is not any of our faults. It is a hundred percent his fault. And I just felt like that was, that just hit me really hard. Cause I'm like, God, as a woman, I just feel like we're, why do we always do that? We always just have to blame ourselves and say that it's Mm -hmm. our fault when really like anything like this, it's a hundred percent the fucking man's fault. Who's doing this to you, but it's fucked up that that's how our psychology, like we're, you know, brought up to feel that way. And that's maybe just why it hit really deep. I think this director, obviously, and writer just both being female i'm like preach it lady <laughs> like fuck i'm with you there like everything i was just like yes this is exactly it this is exactly what i wanted to see in a movie it felt like a uh, birds of prey when like they hand uh, one of the other girls like a hair tie during a fight scene and i was just like <laughs> yeah. i feel seen right now <laughs> i love it <laughs> i love all of their conversations between the walls because it's like it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of like V for Vendetta where like you can't see the other person's face. You only see one person's face. Yeah. But like there's so much emotion that's happening between that conversation. And um, it also reminded me, um, you know, we talk about how we love uh, group therapy scenes in movies. Mm-hmm. They're all they're always bangers. I love a good like imprisonment conversation like people who Mm. are stuck in prison or just stuck somewhere and they're like this is all we have and they just have these really intense deep conversations about life or like are they gonna die do they give up and it kind of reminded me a little bit of like uh count of monte cristo the old man and jim caviezel even though jim caviezel is crazy now but (laughs) the old man and jim caviezel their conversations when they're in prison totally I, i love those scenes and this this did the same. This was very similar. I loved all their conversations. And then the fact that like Penny has that line where she's like, I've really enjoyed talking to you. And I've wondered, are you real or is, am I just going crazy like Melissa did? And then she's like, I don't think I would name my imaginary friend Noah. <laughs> so that's how I think you're real. <laughs> I know. Like the fact that they're able to make jokes and stuff, I really love. And then also the fact when they're just sitting there talking about how they hope he dies and all those people eating them like die and choke and fucking vomit and puke and shit, blood and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Like, ugh, it's just so fucking annoying. I also loved in this movie, I loved even though like this movie wasn't, it's not going to get a sequel. It's not set up or anything like one. that. 
they did just enough little world building with like this secret society of extremely yes. wealthy people that can buy anything. So the one thing they can't yeah. buy legally is people. Makes and sense. Like, the way they build that out and like that's his job and that's why he's a wealthy guy because he's the only one that does. I thought it like was really, I don't know, believable is the right word, immersive. I was like, I don't know. I, I just have an idea of this world outside of this this house, you know? Yeah, they did a really good job without leaning too much into that. Like they give you enough info, kind of like we're kind of like with um Bones and All. I feel like they don't spend too much time talking about like the actual like history of the you know, mm -hmm. eaters and what they are and like their lore. We don't need that. That's like not the actual story you're telling. It's just kind of like you said, it's just adding in some extra like backstory to it to make it feel real. And it does. I mean, if this thing isn't already a thing, it will be. It, it, I'm sure it is. I bet yeah. you there is fucking shit like this. I doubt that they're doing this in the US. I feel like they're probably doing it in some fucked up country like that. <laughs> We don't know about, but also yeah. it maybe they'll be doing it in the US if they're not already. I'm sure that this shit would happen. That's what they want you to think. It's not in the US. I mean, exactly. That's the thing. Like, I like to think maybe this wouldn't happen here, but like, honestly, it probably would be. <laughs> There's probably a hundred guys who are just like Sebastian Stan who would be doing this shit. <laughs> At least. The, there's one other character that I, that I wanted to mention. Um, I thought Molly was also perfect. So fucking good. I love Molly. She is a queen. <laughs> I, I, I thought Molly was like the perfect avatar for the audience. Like the entire movie. She's like, what? He doesn't have an Instagram. Yeah. What? He's, you're going on a trip already. Like, no, this is like, she's perfect. And, and then the fact that she goes to meet the wife and then the wife turns on her. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I, I, me as a viewer, Sarah also like she didn't see it coming. Like she was surprised that the wife was in on it, and so me it's too. like I feel like the audience was kind of led to be like she, uh, that Molly's the smart one; she knows what she's doing. And then we were just as surprised as Molly that the wife is in on it. Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. Great. It was a really good twist, actually. I love that the wife was in on it because it, I think that's the only way that the ending part works where like mm -hmm. the whole dinner scene and where she's like fooling him that she's mm -hmm. like really in love with him still. And like wants to be with him because like clearly that already happened with his wife. So like that makes sense. I feel like without that, people would be like, why the fuck does he actually believe this shit? Right. Yeah. So that, but also, yeah, I was so blindsided by that. And I was like, fuck no, not <laughs> Molly. Oh my God. I loved Molly. I loved also that the dude that she like sent her location to. Some people were like, what the fuck is with that guy? You added nothing to the story. I'm like, it was funny. That was the whole yeah. point was that like even the male, which like I'm so glad that he didn't come in and save the day as the man. So yeah. like it was it, he had to go away. But I love these like, nope, I know what happens in these movies. I'm going <laughs> to fucking get killed. It's like, yep, he was smart, honestly. And also, I love that the women saved the day like that would have been kind of defeating if like another man saved the day. Yeah, they kind of it was kind of like set up to be like a knight in shining armor sweeping in and saving the day thing. And then just total subversion of nope, I've seen <laughs> yep. this I'm getting out. of here. I was like, you know, this movie is full of smart, realistic characters. <laughs> yeah, like the, the protagonist section, right? Like yeah. all the people who are here is you're like, yeah. But speaking of like when you're just talking about the wife like thing i love that like at first you're like okay so she's just in on it she's just as fucked up as him 
But then you're like, okay, so she's even more fucked up than him, though, maybe because she's like takes off her fake leg and gets in the shower. And you're like, holy fuck. So like he did this to her. And like she came out of that situation and was like, I want to be with you and do this to other women. Like what? Yeah. That was like another twist on top of the twist that I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's kind of the wife is like an unanswerable question of like, what is her story? Because like, I wonder like, did she survive? And she's still technically like a prisoner of his. No, because even when he died, she was still fighting the women at the very end. So I think she's like, now I'm on your side and I'm like into this with you. Right. That's at least how I took it. Because no, like she, she tries to kill. um, Tries to kill Noah. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. So she's against the, the other women still, even after he's already dead. So like oh, I she's you still fighting. Okay, got okay, gotcha. I'm talking about but the like, wife. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's who we were like, talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I just heard you wrong. Okay, <laughs> but like I, don't, I was, it, like when when he died, when she found the body, she did not care. No, like she she was over it. So it's like I wonder if they just had this bad marriage for a long time, and then that's why he ended up cheating on her with with Noah, and then or like. What did she always hate him and she was just surviving? But like, I don't know. It's not an answerable question, but either way. Yeah. You know what? I just think the answer to that question is exactly what Molly says as she's killing her, which is like, fucking bitches like you are the fucking problem. And I was like, <laughs> yes, thank you. Preach. That is that's so the, fucking true. <laughs> that's the line of the movie. <laughs> oh, I know. But then also like the fact that like when Noah finally gives him the killing blow with the gun and she says, Come on, give me a smile. Like right before he gives her that fucking fake ass smile. I just love it. <laughs> so good. And then even too, I think this movie's just like, it's weird how dark and horrific the plot is, but it's so much fun the whole way through. Mm -hmm. Like even the ending is a joke, like with it focusing on her, the phone and the text and of like Chad. you up, <laughs> maybe Chad. I'm like, God, oh, fucking Chad. We all knew he'd be back. <laughs> Men have totally do that. They can't take a hint and they just don't give a fuck. <laughs> the the one the one thing I thought at the end of the movie is I was like, there's there's one hole. Um, what about the the long ponytail guy? Because <laughs> he went with her and I think he he went to go get the cleaning supplies. Oh. <laughs> but, but then they they shovel uh, the wife into oblivion. It was like, I mean, yeah. I think that guy's just like, I'm the delivery guy. I don't care who I'm taking orders from. And if there's no one here, then maybe they kill him, too. I don't know. But <laughs> he just kind of seems incidental. And also, like, maybe he's, you know, struggling with his choice of working for this industry. So who knows? Maybe it's a good day all around for that guy, too. But you know what? As much as I've learned in this movie is that, like, fuck the men. It doesn't matter about their experience, at least in this movie. But I actually wanted to ask you a question as a man. Because I can never know because I have no penis. And um, as a cannibal. And as a cannibal. No, but like, okay. So like at the end, when he like, you know, she like has been doing this whole performance and he's like, oh, she's totally into me. And then they're like going to have sex. And then she bites his dick. We don't really see like, obviously, did she bite it all the way off? I, I assume she didn't because <laughs> there's no way. I, mean, I think he died. But she like bites it pretty horrifically. And I'm like, would it be realistic how much he fights back after that point? Because I am maybe just thinking of Sam Jackson and Hateful Eight, but he gets shot in the dick slash balls and he's out. 
Like he's just like <laughs> screaming about it the whole time. Like I can't fucking move. So I'm just like, maybe that was worse because it's also the balls. But I'm just curious for your perspective. Is it realistic? How much, how long Sebastian Stan lasts and how much fight he has in him after that point? I don't even think that I have the credentials to to answer this question. This is clearly a medical question. I don't know how much you bleed from having your your dick bitten. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like as a like, you know, it's like one of the common things where you're like, oh, if you want to incapacitate a man, just kick him in the balls and he's down for like 10 minutes. It's like, oh, yeah. I getting, feel like getting kicked in the balls hurts a lot. I mean, so maybe like bite him in the balls instead of the dick and he might have stayed down longer. <laughs> That's probably it, right? I don't know. I would have to imagine that you would bleed quite a bit because there's there's veins um, going through there. Blood a lot of, and it was just rushing. There's a up lot there. of blood. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, I would imagine you'd bleed quite a bit. I mean, I have to guess in Hateful Eight when he gets shot, he, they like hit that artery that's in your thigh. Mm, that, no, like, I think they shoot him in the fucking like balls. They explode his balls and dick. That's why I what? think it's so horrible. I'm just <laughs> assuming that artery is somewhere yeah. in the mix. I don't. I would <laughs> imagine you would bleed quite a lot. Um, if your dick is hard too, like like I mean, <laughs> his dick was hard. They were about to fuck. She was about yeah. to like blow him, and then she's like, "No, I'm gonna bite it off." And I just be like, first off, that's got to be every guy's worst fear ever <laughs> to have your dick bitten off. But that just felt like I was like, man, he's really going for it after that. Like, I know he's mad, but like, I kind of feel like that would take most guys down for the count. If not, like, you could maybe easily come back and shoot them in the head right there. Like, I think they'd be like, fuck it. My dick's not working anymore. Like, life is over, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that happened to me, I would give up. I would be like, no, nope, this... Even if I survive this, I have to get surgery to um, to take care of this, and I've not to cheap the to get thing. a new dick. I would imagine either <laughs> <laughs> or reconstructive surgery. That sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> I, just these yeah. are the important things that I ponder when watching movies, and I know that like it's just a silly question, but also I just feel like you know I was just curious because I feel like that seems like a <laughs> really good move to make. Like I would go for that. If I was in her scenario, that's the one to do. But I think next time I just got to say maybe bite the balls. That'll do it. Yeah. Well, here I can tell Not you this. next time. Um, I haven't done this before. I can tell you <laughs> this. Uh, when I was a kid, we had a dog and oh God. the dog did bite my dog on accident. And I was a child, so I was down for the count. And I don't remember if it was the pain or just the shock of my dick was just bit. <laughs> but I think it's probably got to be both, man. That like it's like this is something. I mean, just for him too, it's like that moment. And his scream, I think, really sells it because yeah. you're like that is just literally like every man's worst fear. I would imagine. I mean, obviously, I'm not a man, but I imagine if you have a dick, that's your number one fear. It's like I don't know how guys do glory holes. Like, how would you ever be brave enough? That's like the hundred. That's like a 50-50 chance it's getting taken off, right? Oh, the risk is it, the risk is part of it. Oh, God. Well, I guess I think what I have learned at this movie is that I'll just never understand men. And maybe I don't want to. Because <laughs> fucking women rule. Yeah. But yeah, now let's talk about a cannibal movie that is um, actually a love story. Not a not a false love story leading to, you know, torture. But a yeah. true love story that just, you know, kind of orbits around cannibalism. It's emotional, Jace. Just say it. 
just felt you. I didn't know I could do that. I thought I was the only one. I don't want to hurt anybody. Famous last words. Are there lots of us? I don't actually meet many others. Why'd you have to bring me along? You seem nice. I am nice. All right, so the second movie in our cannibalistic uh, rewatches. Double feature. <laughs> yeah. Bones and All also came out last year, 2022, and um, was... The dir- was directed by Luca Guadagino. Thank you. I believe that's how you say his name, but he's also he's like a famous director. He like I think Call Me by Your Name was like his breakout movie. Yeah. He also did in the horror genre. He did the remake of Suspiria, which I have not seen, but just because I've heard there's a really disturbing sequence with a bunch of broken limbs, but I've heard that it's really cool and like really worth checking out. Okay. This was uh this was the only movie of his that I've seen. So uh, yeah, but yeah, me stars, too, actually. <laughs> stars Timothy Chalamet, Taylor Russell, Mark Rylance. Um all in all, it's a pretty small cast. There's a couple people that pop up for a couple scenes. It's a road uh, trip movie, but I think what we should really specify during at the very beginning is that there's before bones and all, and there's after bones and all, right? <laughs> Yes, and they even say that uh, during the scene with um, David Gordon Green. Yeah, you know. weird. I was like, who the fuck is this guy again? He looks so familiar. And then Michael Stahlberg, who's like a great, like that guy, he pops yeah. up in a bunch of stuff. He's in the Doctor Strange movies. I feel like people probably know him. He gets like top billing in those movies, even though he's like in them for one scene. It's great. <laughs> and I think that whole part's just weird. But this is like a cool road trip movie where like, you get a lot of eccentric characters and like the scenery changes, the characters changes, they pop in and out. And, and then there's a little bit people. of can. Yeah, there's <laughs> a little bit of eating people. And it's more of like, it's kind of almost sci-fi if you think about it. It's yeah. like, they're almost like mutants or something where they're like, they're just a certain type of people that are born with this genetic disease maybe or genetic code or whatever the fuck it is that they have to, they want to eat people, they crave it. Yeah, and it's like only they know about each other. So and they barely know each uh, each other. Like the main girls, like I just always thought I was the only one. <laughs> that was one thing with the main girls. Like she has no clue that other people are like this. But everyone that she meets, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're all like this." Yeah, yeah they've we... all. <laughs> well, it just shows that she's obviously been very sheltered, right? Her dad's yeah. like been trying to keep it yeah locking her up at night trying to pretend like it's not a thing and that's why i love the tension at like the sleepover that she sneaks out to and then like when she just bites that girl's finger the crunch i think was like really really good a sound effect that got me (laughs) i saw that i'm like jesus it's like a it's like a panda eating bamboo just like strips the skin (laughs) it was like really gnarly i was like dude wow that was fucked they're all just freaking out i was like oh and then the dad's like all right pack what you got we gotta go 10 it's like shit i it's like it's so sad that like the dad like ends up obviously that really quickly in the movie he ditches her Mm-hmm. And as I soon was as like, she turns 18 <laughs> it's like they show that little like flashback of her birthday and he's like you have no long I'll, you have no <laughs> idea how long I've been waiting for this day <laughs> and I'm like damn daddy you cold <laughs> this guy's like peace bitch you're on your own now it's like fuck, happy, 
Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, could have fucking told me some shit. I mean, he leaves her like the the tape and all that, yeah. but he really doesn't expose her to much. So like she's just on her own and like, yeah, every time she meets somebody, it's obvious they've clearly had a little bit more experience with her a lot like fucking creepy ass Mark Rylance. Yeah. Or like Timothy Chalamet, where he's like probably around the same age, but clearly mm-hmm. he's been around. He's been around. He knows his way around. <laughs> it was it was funny. Like, yeah, her being kind of isolated and normalized, I feel like was like maybe that was the best thing because Every person she meets on this road trip that's also a cannibal, it's just fucking weird. Like, they're all just weirdos. I kind of feel like you have to be. If you're into eating people, like, you can't really pick and choose. Like, every single person that probably also eats people is a fucking weirdo. Because it's weird, first off. But, like, yeah, they can't. I mean, they all have their own methods. They all have their own ways of doing it. But it's, like, it's creepy because they can smell each other. I think I'm just really put off by Soli's character, aka Mark Rylance. Soli's just really the only the first one that she meets too, and he really sets the bar of like, holy fuck, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> go out. You should go find your dad. <laughs> uh, Soli is the best character in this entire movie. Really, you like him he, a lot? I mean, he's a f- total creep, but like oh, Mark I mean, Rylance, yeah, is, not like a hero. <laughs> yeah, Mark Rylance is incredible. <laughs> In, he in really that is. performance. I'm going to blow your mind and tell you like the voice. I finally figured out what his voice reminds me of. But he reminds me of that old dude on Family Guy, Herbert, like the old creep, <laughs> the pedophile. It's like he almost has like almost sometimes you can almost hear that whistle that he has in his yeah. voice. And I was like, damn, that's hilarious. I saw a bunch of other people online also notice that. And I was like, that is like once that I was just, it, it was great. I loved it. It really fit the character. With that whole fucking nasty ass braid of all the fucking yeah. people he's eating, that's upsetting. I I thought he he sounded a little bit like Jimmy Stewart. Ooh, yeah, I guess so. Like if you combine Herbert and Jimmy Stewart, <laughs> you get Mark Rylance as Sully. Exactly. That's actually a wonderful like point. I uh, <laughs> I really feel like he was really good in this movie and just super creepy. I'm curious just what your overall thoughts are. I know we're kind of getting into the movie already, but like this was your first time watching. Mm-hmm. It's a very different movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's not really like you're not. I don't know. It's just very odd. So I'm just curious what your thoughts overall are. So I thought this movie was was good, but it was interesting watching it because the the first half of it, I was really distracted um, because I felt like I was watching a version of Twilight. Like it's a, it almost felt like a, a this very easily could have been a teen romance. Young adult like, kind of it is a yeah. young adult novel actually that it's based on. So yeah, like I felt like this could have been an a PG thirteen Twilight movie, but it's actually good. So like a not bad version of Twilight. And yeah. it's like the director got it and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're making this rated R and we're gonna throw some gross stuff in here. So <laughs> and I'm glad they did it. But I was just like distracted because like the love story. While intense, it's very like 
we're both damaged outsiders. No one understands us. Oh, you understand me. We should trauma bond together and like all this stuff. And then like Timothy Chalamet is like essentially Edward Cullen, just like cool, quiet. Oh, and- he's not like Edward <laughs> Cullen, dude. He's not a creep. Well, no, it's, it's it's a vibe. It's a it's a vibe that he's just like, I'm this cool guy that has some damage to him. But then the second half of the movie. Uh, I think it's like around when she when they when they kill the guy in the farm, they kill the carny and then she like leaves him. The second half of the movie, I actually liked a, a lot. Like I was really into it because I think the second half, even the first half, I I think I was kind of like thinking of the cannibalism as kind of like a metaphor for like addiction. 100 percent. You're very right with that, I would say. Like, I felt like it was very easy to swap out cannibalism and then be drug addicts. And they even described the cannibalism as kind of like a, a drug. Yeah. And how the, that guy's like even looks like he said, I think um, Michael Stahlberg, like him and when David Gordon Green, when they're having that like conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. they say to Timothy Chalamet that he looks like an addict. That's like, yeah, he looks like a himself that he's got it together and it, he's got a hold over it or whatever. But you're totally right on that. I would say it's definitely not a metaphor for cannibalism or like it's not like a documentary about real cannibals. I'm sure there might be, but I'm sure they're just as weird. <laughs> well, I think I think I heard that um, the author of the original story, she's a vegan. Oh, and, OK. And so like she was kind of like using eating meat through her lens of being a vegan kind of thing. Um. So could be that. But I mean, ultimately, Interesting. I, I so ultimately I liked the movie. I really liked the um, the production. You know, I thought the director did a really good job. I wasn't crazy about the performances. I loved Mark Rylance. I thought he was easily the best. I thought um, Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell. I thought they were they were they were fine. I don't know if I would say like I was really really invested in their story like their romantic story yeah i knew you weren't going to be but i got it you know i I think a large part of it is that thank god i watched this movie with subtitles because like you can't hear anything that timothy chalamet says like yeah (laughs) it's hard to understand a lot of things that they're saying and so like i mean i just now always watch the subtitles because or else i miss i mean i've learned so much re-watching movies with subtitles i'm like oh shit what (laughs) so like it's just that's natural for me but you're totally right I do feel like I was totally at the opposite where like, I mean, I love Mark Rylance. He's incredible, but I thought Timothy Chalamet stole the movie. I thought you just it, liked him with his shirt off. The well, first the time shirt you see off, him covered in blood, the vibe, everything he's doing. Okay. So like I told you, I fell in love with him or I first like was like, Oh my God, I love this guy and don't look up. Like he yeah. was just so cute. Mm-hmm. And I just thought he was just great. And this movie was more like when I saw Leo in Titanic, I was like, I would die for this man. I love him. <laughs> He is so perfect. It was over like immediately. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I think he's at the top of his game. And I feel like the romance in this movie feels very much like Titanic. Like I feel a lot of similarities. I think it's interesting that you look for like it's similar to Twilight. But I'm like, uh, I guess for me, it just really hit. So it felt (laughs) like this tragic romance that I felt was doomed from the beginning because like it sounds like from as the movie goes on, you're like, it doesn't look great whenever these people get together, like these, you know, the cannibals. So, yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I just thought it was really sweet. I was curious what you thought about like halfway, I guess it's halfway through the movie when he like, she's like, I'm hungry and they're at the fair and then he goes, gets the guy and jerks. him oh, off. I have a lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> I was, I wanted to ask you cause I felt like that just really comes out of nowhere. And I feel like he <laughs> went really like really hard into that bit for like a long time. So I think I think we just need to talk about the actual cannibal scenes. But real quick, I also wanted to shout out. Um, I thought I thought this whole movie was like was a vibe. And that's why mm-hmm. I liked the the production of it. I thought it had a very consistent tone and, and vibe totally. to it. I I loved all of like the music and like the acoustic guitar throughout the movie. I thought it fit perfectly. It's I was Frank like Reznor, man. He's he's the man. But I was just like this movie, I there's stuff I don't like about it, but I loved the vibe of the entire movie. It's a hundred percent a vibe movie, you know. Yeah. But tell me, what's your response about the fucking jerk off scene, Jace? Don't leave me hanging. I have to know. We'll talk about the rest of the cannibal scenes <laughs> okay. for everybody listening. What are your thoughts on the surprise jack off with the other guy? Not to say that there. I mean, I just wasn't expecting it from Chalamet, and I thought. There's a couple different ways as to explain why it went on for so long before they killed the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was curious what your thoughts are. So please. So, I mean, first off, I thought Chalamet was great at flirting with the guy. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I Sexy. Thought was, I thought that I was thought that was very believable. You get turned I, on a little bit. I was like, you, you can if, if you not be monotone, you can flirt with me. Hey, um, he is not <laughs> monotone. This way. Fuck off, man. He's very right, subtle so, with his acting, though. I'll give you that. Here's what he's also subtle with his tones of voice. Um, All right. So, Stop. <laughs> so my reaction to the I call it the reach around. Um, that is the best way to describe it. I, I thought that it was very rude. Rude. Oh, okay. I thought it was him being nice for a moment. So I'm curious to see what your being rude is. So I thought it was rude because I'm like, okay, so you give him the reach around and then cut his throat while he's coming, while he's climaxing. And then you don't even wait till him to die. Wait for him to die. You just start eating him while he's dying. He probably can't feel anything. He's gone into but- shock. But then the big, the most rude thing is that he starts eating him at the nipple. That is true. Maybe he just <laughs> likes nipples. I don't know. We don't know this guy. This is like, he might just I, go straight for the nipple every time. <laughs> I was, I was wondering if like he was gonna say something about why he killed him at that moment. Like I like, and this is probably just because I'm used to movies like over explaining things. So I was like, yeah. but I was like, I wonder if he was going to say like, I killed him at that moment because that's when the meat is best. It's kind of like um, they there's I forget what animal it is. It might be cows, but they're like, you want to kill them when they're in a really comfortable environment because mm-hmm. then it doesn't spoil the meat. So I was yeah. thinking it was like at, if he has all these endorphins and like he's about to orgasm, that's when, like, orgasming. that's when the meat has its most flavor. But they never said that. But maybe that's kind of what I'm assuming it was like. Yeah, totally. I still thought but it was rude. <laughs> I think it was nice because, Jace, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, erotic asphyxiation, but yeah. that is also like right where you can't breathe and like you cut off circulation or like basically kill yourself at the moment of ejaculation. <laughs> it's supposed to be the best thing ever. So I'm just saying I kind of felt like it was like really nice. Either I thought he was like super into this, like maybe he's bi. He kind of had that vibe. Totally cool. 
I, but you, I don't know. I don't think Taylor Russell was like judgmental, like, oh my God, he's cheating on me. It was more like, wow, this is like, he's murdering this guy, <laughs> like feeding on him while he's still alive. I don't really know. I think the guy must have been in shock, but I felt like he was letting him come one last time. And that was nice. See, I feel like he, he killed him right before he cummed. Oh, okay. Which is cummed? why I thought it was rude. <laughs> before he cummed? He cummed. <laughs> Right before and he came, what, dude. Come on, say what, it right. What, okay. Well, what we needed was a um, was one little frame like from Infinity Pool, where we see the cum on the floor on the ground. Just you're right. Confirmation. I think I like to think Timothy Chalamet gave a shit about it, or maybe it was for the meat taste, whatever. <laughs> but I feel like if he's doing it that long, like he could have killed the guy as soon as he had him turned around. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. He really like jerked him off for a purpose. I think. <laughs> Because, like, she's hungry. She's waiting. I think he's getting it just right. That's right. But I do also think not a bad way to go. Some people went a lot worse in this movie. So that yeah. guy seemed to get off the best. Oh, he got off. Oh, he got off. But I'm bummed. All right. Uh, so uh, the <laughs> other scene of someone dying was uh, the first time we meet Sully. Mm, yes. And that is a real sequence. <laughs> The, him and his tidy whities just face Start down, life. ass up. That's the way we like to eat old dead people. <laughs> like, I'm really traumatized by that. I think more <laughs> than most anything in the movie. Like, I didn't expect him to be in fucking tidy whities, and I don't know what I expected, but like, I was like surprised that she was like, I mean, she's just obviously hungry, so she's like, fuck it. But I was like, I would have been out of there. <laughs> that would have been. I'm not even, I would lose my appetite just looking at that guy. <laughs> Very upsetting. And then that whole sequence where they're like feeding off of her, it's like pretty fucking like, you're like, okay, so this movie's going to go all in on that. <laughs> so that scene, it, I was, I was, I was made right in my decision to not watch this with Sarah. Because yeah. it's, I don't think it's so much the, the, that part is gross. Like th seeing the other death and him rip the nipple off was pretty gross. This one, it's more just people chowing down, but it was the sounds. I was like, this is an ASMR nightmare. And Sarah would have lost her mind just hearing the, the squishing. And <laughs> you are totally right about that, though. The ASMR of this movie is like extremely unsettling. Like, if you want to be unsettled, listen to just the audio of any scene where they're eating, like the crunching, like we were talking about earlier, the slurping, the sounds are really visceral. And I think that's obviously for a reason, but like, it's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it really hits when it hits. But again, I, I'm starting to feel like I'm phased by this shit. So who knows? But I'm sure that this would probably be a lot for Sarah. But, you know, maybe parts of the movie she could see. Yeah, just skip the cannibal parts. <laughs> yeah, just be like, I'm going to mute this section. You got the gist. You got it. It's implied. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a random thing also that was distracting for me in the first half of uh, the movie is Timothy Chalamet in this looks exactly like Machine Gun Kelly. Ugh. No, he's so much hotter. <laughs> that, so much hotter. His, his hair, his skinniness, his clothes. He's it, always like, skinny. <laughs> I know, but it's he, I'm telling you, he looks like Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> he has an option for a lot of fashion. And the fashion that he has, I fucking love it, man. I like his I don't care that like his sister makes fun of his shirt. I'm like, I think he looks great. The giant <laughs> holes in his like 
and on his knees on both pair or on both knees and the jeans that he wears basically the whole movie. I love yeah. it. I don't care. He's so romantic. I think he's got the Leo vibes from Titanic where like he's obviously a bit more eccentric and it's a movie about cannibals instead of like long lost lovers. But I'm still saying romantic vibes. I felt like he was really putting it down. I felt like he was very charming in this movie. Okay. whatever (laughs) Whatever. i'm not like the i mean obviously there's a bunch of people that agree with me i guess you're not not in the wrong (laughs) i'm just saying i didn't it didn't vibe with me as much (laughs) fine i guess we'll just have to watch another movie i get when we watch barbie and talk about that eventually i know for sure that ryan gosling is gonna be the man for you he'll get you going just from the trailer he's my man (laughs) yeah exactly so i I mean we'll disagree on this fine but anyways let's talk about some more of the gore is that like um i let's talk about the mom scene yes with surprise cameo from chloe sevigny from so many other things but i always like remember her from american horror story obviously before that but yeah she looked really familiar and now that i'm I'm seeing her. Oh, yeah. She's the secretary in American Psycho. Mm-hmm. She's been in a shit ton of movies. I'm probably like people are probably like, oh, my God, American Horror Story. That's like when Nolan said, I know Kathy Bates from The Office. But I'm just saying, like, I just I love her in American Horror Story. And this just felt similar because it's like a very fucked up role. <laughs> yeah, because when she, she was, sees. Yeah, she was great. And the the fact that like she chewed off her own arms because she's a cannibal and yeah. she's in the insane asylum. I was like, damn, that is bleak. <laughs> yeah. And then like she went crazy and then but she wrote that letter for her. And they've been holding on to her like for 15 years. I'm like, there's no insane asylum that has that good of a paperwork filing system. <laughs> like, especially I just it doesn't look that great, you know? I mean, just saying. She's- and she just had it in her pocket. It's like, are you just carrying this in your pocket every yeah, day? Just I've had case? this every day for 15 years. And, the, and then the the fact that like she reads the letter and like the mom has this crazy stare on her face the entire time. And then it just it's like, hey, all eaters or feeders or whatever they're called. Eaters, come on. Eaters. The you have three options. You can kill people, you can go crazy, or you can die. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm going to help you make that decision. And then just attacks her. (laughs) Damn, mom. Yeah, I mean, it's just fucked up. And it's really, I think that scene right after that is really good. I think Taylor Russell's great in this movie. I really love, I think she's like a lot, like she impressed me in this movie because I'd only seen her in the Escape Room movies. Mm. And she's great. She's fine in those. But like, I feel Mm. like she was really raw in this movie, I guess is a good. No pun intended. I mean, literally, but also like, I mean, just that one scene where she has that huge snot rocket thing and then she like tries to wipe it and then it's like stuck on her face. And I'm like, the director's just filming all of it. I'd be like, dude, can we cut? <laughs> this is just like, it really disturbed me to watch. Um, it was really good. But either way, I just think she was really great and it was really sad afterwards. Like that was like a what the fuck? And then her her like reaction afterwards of like how horrible that like, my mom did this like it would have been so much different. My whole life would have been different if she would have fucking like been there to raise me. I know yeah. probably might have, you know, maybe occasionally tried to kill me. But like, sounds <laughs> like it might have been helpful. 
yeah, I liked I liked her. She was good. The, the one thing I did not like, <laughs> though, is um, she's got the she's got the Gail Weathers bad haircut. No, I think it was like a modern update of the bangs, and I think it totally worked. Do you want to know actually um, what the inspiration was? Gail Weathers? No, surprisingly, because <laughs> I thought that that might have been in the trivia. But no, it was, um, and I forget the actress's name, but from Silence of the Lambs, Clarice's like school or the, the other chick who's at the FBI Academy and like studies with her has like yeah. that exact same haircut, and they use the same thing. And I was like, what a cool, weird little inspiration. And I just felt like it really fit. And I mean, it just fit with like her having, I think she rocked it way better than fucking Courtney Cox (laughs) did in Scream 3. No offense, Courtney Cox, but hers was like the shittier version. Okay, so there was also, I did want to ask you this one question because I I saw this post on Reddit and I was like, huh, that's some, I didn't consider it, but I'm curious if maybe this had come to you. But when they're at the diner, um, Timothy Chalamet and mm-hmm. Taylor Russell, and they're having like their breakfast together and they're like talking about eating people and all that shit. And the little girl at the table yeah. next to them is like, you could tell she's like listening to what they're saying. Yeah. I totally just was like, man, this girl's going to be traumatized. But some people on Reddit were like, do you think the little girl was an eater? And that like that was why she was like paying such attention to it. Or was she just like, oh, my God, no one's going to listen. No one's going to hear me or believe me. But these people are talking about eating people. <laughs> like, You know, that thought never even came to my mind. But it, it would make sense if the girl was an eater and whether or not she could hear it. Because I was assuming they were kind of like talking quietly. So, like, not I mean, everyone could yeah. hear but maybe like maybe she could smell them or something. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. I kind of like that they don't get into the lore of it all that much. So it's not super obvious that they're not like Marvel dropping fucking hints that so and so could be so and so. It's like yeah. they don't explain it very much. It's just I mean, yeah. these people it's who the are. Point. Yeah, because the people who are the eaters don't fucking know what they are. They, they yeah. all have to figure it out on their own terms what it means. And yeah. I guess that's like. I don't know. I mean, even that line from uh, Timothy Chalamet that I think was like one of my favorites when he's like, you want to be people? Let's be people. And it was yeah. like, let's try to be normal. And I was like, oh, he's so sweet. <laughs> Sorry. It it did remind me of like an A24 movie where it's very yeah. ambiguous as to what is actually mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, because it's like more of a it's more character and like vibe and ambience, like you said. Mm hmm. Versus like plot heavy, like lore, backstory, all this stuff. It's very bare bones. <laughs> bones <laughs> like they ate it, bones and all. It's just the bare bones. I liked that they didn't explain anything because th- that kind of helped with thinking about it in terms of like an addiction because it's like you have this question, this ongoing question of like, do they actually have to eat people or can it be controlled? Exactly. Like, you know, kind of thing. And it seems like when they move to Michigan, like it seems like they have passed the addiction phase and they are living a normal life. And then Sully comes over and drools on everyone and that whole yeah. thing. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the ending. So the ending had a lot of stuff going on. I mean, obviously Mark Rylance just drooling on Taylor Russell. He's um, really trying to one up her snot take from earlier <laughs> with that. And I was like, dude, that rule is like, like if I were her, I'd be like, Hey, can we cut? That is yeah. nasty. My skin crawls when he like pins her down and he's so close to her. Like he's just 
so unsettling the whole movie and that whole sequence i was just really on edge yeah i feel like when they shot the drool scene like he wasn't actually on top of her like he was just drooling into like a, a bowl I mean, or something i hope so because i'm like dude that was gnarly like get that out of here but I'm, this director's like i love it keep going spit more it's like disgusting but i guess it works i mean it's not a great yeah. sequence or it's not like a happy sequence but thank God Timothy Chalamet shows up and yeah. kind of tries to sneak up on the guy. But I was like, oh, he's going to smell him or he already smelled him or something like he's mm -hmm. kind of distracted. But what did you think? Like once they have the whole fight thing and then that kind of takes a turn. I mean, it gets it gets real gory. I mean, I did think for a second that that Chalamet was was going to do the reach around move again. No, um, not this guy. Yeah, he doesn't deserve that. I don't know, with the, with the, but with the plastic bag this time, you know, the asphyxiation. The full erotic reach around. asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah, with the reach around. It would have been more of like that whole plot would have come full circle, I guess. But it's not, the movie's not about that, Jace. We need to remember it's not about erotic asphyxiation. There's a lot of it, but not enough. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, like I thought that scene was good. The whole fight and also the ripping like, out like, the heart. Like fucking Temple of Doom shit. <laughs> yeah. Kali Ma or whatever. <laughs> Kali Ma. Yeah. That shit scared me as a kid, man. And I was like, oh my God, she's doing that. I didn't think you could do that. I remember That's when she did that, crazy. I was like, when she did that, I was like, seemed a little excessive, but you know. <laughs> I mean, this fucking guy deserved it. Okay. He's got that braid full of hair. Everything he said, I was like, mm-mm. I don't trust him. I don't like him. I don't care if he's just trying to be like, oh, I just need connection because I'm alone. It's like, there's probably I, a fucking reason that you're alone. <laughs> I dried off next to you or whatever. Hated it. That's what I'm saying. It was just, she made the right choice, like ignoring him for as, like, as long as she did. Obviously, then he had to attack at the end and fucking kill Timothy Chalamet or mortally yeah. wound him, basically. When, when he stabbed him, when he stabbed Chalamet, Chalamet like let out this. Oh, it was like almost like a sexual moan. I was like, is he like into this? Is he was like, uh, like, whoa, these people fucking eat people, man. I don't know what they're into. That's all I'm saying. But he might have. It seemed also like it was a weird noise because the guy punctured his lung. So I think mm -hmm. that might have been part of it. It was like the air escaping. But but yes. I agree with you that this was extremely gory. I thought that they were going to full on eat him while he was alive, though. Yeah. And at least they I mean, they did just pull out his fucking heart and like that. <laughs> and it was like it was just a really disturbing, visceral sequence, I think. Yeah. And the closeness of it, it all felt so intimate, but yet upsetting. It was like, I mean, that's pre pretty much the movie in a nutshell is intimate yet upsetting. Yeah, and then you get the whole weird bit of Chalamet begging her to eat him alive. Oh, I Bones knew you were going to say Bo that's weird. Bones and all. I Bones cried. And all. I cried the first time I watched this, and he said that because I thought it was so beautiful. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're obviously like, I know that there's like, I think she's like from Wisconsin. Like there's something in the trivia about how that's also where Jeffrey Dahmer is from. And like, I don't know how much you know about Dahmer, but his whole thing was like he wanted to eat people to be close to them. So mm -hmm. like for them, it is like that where it is like as close as you can be to someone. And it just felt like it's like Jack's sacrifice at the end of Titanic. Mm -hmm. And he did that for her. And now now it's before and after bones and all. So 
a sequel? Yeah. I doubt it, but <laughs> based off the box office, no way. <laughs> no, but you know what? This movie didn't scream like it's gonna fucking kill at the box office. So yeah. But you're 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 right. Like this ending does it's the exclamation point on this is a tragedy story because like they were having this life, this normal life, and then this stalker yeah. you know, that's been stalking her for years ruins that i think it's just months but for like at least a year this whole time i could be wrong but yeah it it was at least a year yeah i I think i mean either way it's creepy months years this guy's creeping too long so yeah well and the 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 key thing that i that i took away from the ending with with sully was he was a liar about not killing people because he killed till he killed chalamet's sister yeah, that was kind of like a random, like, oh, shit. And then it's like, yeah. oh. And he then... had the hair, so he killed her. That's fucked. I was like, wow, they really brushed over that part of it, because that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But obviously, like, look at that fucking hair chain. I could have told you. <laughs> and also, just looking at this freak, I would have been like, yeah, he's killed at least 100 people. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. I don't trust this fucker. Not one bit, but... Yeah, I I just thought that it was really a beautiful, sweet ending. I thought it was just this was like way surprising to me as like for how visceral and disturbing and off putting it can be for how sweet a romance there Mm -hmm. is at the center of it. And like, I mean, it still ends like with a tragedy, but I feel like it's way overall just more of a romantic movie. That's probably why it's like it probably didn't even do well. Cause it's like, how do you even market this movie? It's not even a horror movie. It's not a, I mean, is it a drama? It's a relationship drama with cannibalism. That's a hard sell. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to market a movie as like, this is, this is kind of a cannibal movie. It's like, <laughs> like, and th- this might cannibal be, tones. <laughs> it's got cannibals plus romance, which we all know goes together. You know, we've all loved, uh, you know, fucking wrong turn. All those movies are so romantic. But Silence of the Lambs has always been a romance movie in my mind. But <laughs> besides, I guess, Hannibal, is this the only other movie where like the main characters uh cannibal, but they're like a good person? Like this is the only movie that tries to frame it. Not as like, I mean, they're literally showing you bones and all. It's not great, but it's not like they're a they're not Hannibal Lecter. They're not out there doing it for fun or because they don't well, have to. Not the main, not not a uh, Marin. Yeah, not every, the main. Literally, chick. every other cannibal is a bad person, including Chalamet, because yeah. he's he just killing people. He's just killing people and dragging them in abandoned buildings and stuff. Yeah, he kills that asshole at the beginning when she first meets him. I'm like, I like this guy. He was killing the the jerk off. Uh, I mean, I think Marin saves Chalamet and makes him a good person. I don't think he was a good person prior. All right. Well, we'll differ. <laughs> I guess there's just maybe Wonka will bring you around on Chalamet, but. I can agree with you. Like between these two movies, I think Fresh is definitely better, but I think that they're just a very interesting subcategory that Oh, they're totally different movies. I would but, welcome uh, more in the genre. Yeah. I mean, I liked the the creativeness of this. I didn't love everything about this movie, but this is a prime example of a movie that we've talked about where a movie doesn't have to be great, mm-hmm. but it, it needs to be at least interesting. Mm-hmm. Or like made well. Yeah, this one, this one's interesting. There's very interesting things about it. I didn't yeah. love everything about it, but there was stuff I really did like. Yeah, and it's not so, a franchise, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard movie to recommend because I'm like, well, if you don't like horror movies, I don't know. But if you love romance, maybe. But 
there's cannibals and pretty gross things in it. <laughs> yeah, like, I, it's like I don't think I could rec- re- recommend this to anybody except like people who probably like horror or okay with horror adjacent. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's a very small audience, which is probably <laughs> like explains the box office. But if yeah. you haven't seen Bones and all, I know we said it was already on Prime, but it will be on Prime by the time this episode airs. It it gets added on the 8th, I think. So, oh, so. of August. So we were we just were a few wrong days out. It's on MGM, which no, but it, it, another. That's right now, but it will be on regular Prime video, it says, on August 8th. So. Oh, perfect. So that's what I'm saying. By the time this is out, you'll be able to watch it for free if you have a Prime subscription. Perfect. I don't know about you, but I am full. I cannot have one more bite of uh, all that human meat after those two movies. Yeah, I'm still digesting some bones, and they do not go down easy, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, but you get that euphoria, you know, bones and all. Exactly. It was worth it. Well, next week, um, we're giving you guys another mega episode. You seem to like them. Yeah. So... We uh, went through all of the Final Destination movies, one through five. One through five. If you can believe there's five of them already with the sixth one on the way. <laughs> it was a blast re- rewatching them. It was my first time watching several of them. Uh, and I'm super excited for the sixth one. Me too. I cannot wait. And... It was really fun to do a franchise rewatch and there was even one that I hadn't seen. So this was a fun time. We spent weeks watching these movies and now you get to have them all in the same episode. So there you go. And, you know, we when we talked about Scream, you know, a lot of people say that Scream is pretty consistent, like in all the movies. Yeah. All their movies are are a certain level of quality. I'd say Final Destination is pretty close to that. And just like Scream, there's one weird one. <laughs> there's always one weird one. But yeah. I would say the the Final Destination weird one is 10 times worse than the Scream weird one. But yeah, definitely. I would say like there's definitely a consistency to these movies. Like if you like the first one, you'll probably like all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the fun part. And there will be timestamps like we always do with these episodes so you can pause and know which uh, movie we're talking about at what time and skip around as you like. There you go. Well, uh, that is it for this week. And we'll see you next week on the regular exclusive podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're out here.